Due to COVID-19 restrictions, we're recording this remotely. However, as Mitch and I live in a different county to Meg, we will likely continue recording remotely post-COVID. Hello, and welcome to Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It, the podcast where the three of us discuss, dissect, and react to our favourite TV shows one episode at a time. On one condition, at least one of us has never seen it before. I'm Mitch. I'm Ellen. And I'm Meg. And today, we'll be talking about Desperate Housewives, Season 1, Episode 3. So at the start of this episode, we obviously had Mary Alice narrating, as always, um, and saying that obviously she's held on to memories but let go of absolutely everything else. And it was interesting, I think, hearing how she describes Brie, how she remembers Brie, because I think the words she uses to describe her aren't necessarily a side to Brie we've seen before. So she describes her as confident, elegant and warm. Yeah, warm was one that I was like, Okay. Yeah, and I think all three of those are kind of... I mean, apart from the elegant, they're all things we haven't seen from her yet. That's true, yeah. And I was kind of interested as to what your thoughts and maybe your sort of general observation of that was. Yeah, I mean, normally I'm somebody that will be really annoyed if things are pointed out to me. You know, like, how every, like, teen TV show is like, hey, little bro, in the pilot so that you know these two are siblings. Yeah. Like, it's all a bit obvious. And normally I feel like a narrator pointing out something that I'm kind of seeing for myself would annoy me because I'm like, yes, thank you, Mary Alice, I've gathered that. But I feel like Desperate Housewives works because it does leave you to observe things on your own in other ways. And it you get more insight. Like, yeah, if they'd have just done that sort of scene without Mary Alice talking over it, you would have gotten something like the way that she kind of is when people's heads are turned like like her like face is doing like you've got to to give a bit of credit to the actresses and whatever Mm. but I do feel like it serves a purpose and I do feel like already I am sympathizing with Brie more and more each episode okay because she's like opening up like a like a fucking lotus yeah and i i definitely see that and it, as we've learned more about brie in each episode i have sort of wondered how your thoughts will have changed towards her because i think especially in the opening scene we see that there is that kind of compassionate side to her she does have feelings despite in the last episode being led to believe that she doesn't that was what Rex said, and Rex is rude, so I'm going to take yeah. everything that Rex says with a pinch of salt, bit of cumin, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> God, remember when you, you loved Rex, and now you're like, oh, I'm kind of sympathising with Brie now. Yeah, I mean, in the first episode, I was definitely kind of like, Rex, my bro, I see your point. Brie's a nightmare, evil Emma Pillsbury. But now I'm like, oh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Brie is soft, baby. You are all as bad as each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, I don't know, Brie's, Brie's just really interesting, isn't she? Yeah, she's she's very interesting. And that, you know, you can kind of, like, going back to when I said that you can kind of see the compassionate, caring side of her, you sort of see that, okay, she wants to keep up appearances, and I think to start with, you kind of think, oh, that's just because you can't have anybody looking at you thinking you're not perfect. But when she says that she doesn't want the kids to find out, you kind of see that in her own weird way she's trying to protect them. Yes. 
especially because she wants this to work out whereas he just wants to go so i yeah. feel like to her it's a case of they never even have to know they don't have to be traumatized by this they don't have to worry they don't have to do anything we'll just sort it out on our own they never have to know let's go and no yeah and he's not meeting her with that and obviously when she says that she misses him oh and he just says i know you do yeah and he was just like i <laughs> yeah he, he's just given up without even trying like and he's not he hasn't alerted her to the fact there was a problem up until the point and now he's just completely gone and not willing to even consider trying and he's just sort of doing the therapy because he has to not because he wants to actually fix the marriage yeah and it's kind of like i do maybe kind of get where he might be coming from i don't necessarily agree but where he might be coming from in that i've told you explicitly what i want and you've turned me down and said, no, we're doing this. So I can kind of get why he's not overly enthusiastic. Mm. Where, But I mean, I, I personally think that you should, you know, make fucking effort before. But I do get why he's sort of quite cold now. Which is interesting because I said that Brie was the cold one in like the pilot. And now they've kind of swapped in my mind. But so I can see what, Yeah, mm. I can see why he's being a bit sort of like cold because he's basically been explicit in what he wants and been told no like she's his mum like he's throwing a bit of a tantrum yeah yeah he's just gonna throw all his toys out the pram and throw a bit of a hissy fit okay so i'm gonna say something now that uses my all-knowing desperate housewives knowledge and i'm just gonna throw in a little kind of grenadey type question Ooh. and Ooh. then i'm gonna yeet Oh. Oh. Has Rex told Bree exactly what he wants from her? Yes. He wanted a divorce. Okay. We will loop back round to this in a few episodes' time. I mean, unless that isn't actually what he wants. It could very much be a case of Rex wanting to work it out, but thinking that's too much work and that she won't do it and she's not capable of it. So thinking that the divorce is easier, I guess. But from the three episodes that I've seen, the way that I could try and humanise Rex a little bit if I wanted to would be sympathising with the fact that, as far as I know, he has said what he would like and she's gone, no. Yeah, no, I fully see that. My question was more of a to try and just give you something to think about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I am sort of wondering now if maybe it's not I want this it's this is what I think is easiest or what I think I should do mm -hmm. very possible I don't know there's so much to go what I will say to that though is that mm. when I asked my question you didn't see the face that Mitch pulled <laughs> I did stunning okay so into the actual episode We've obviously got Susan and Julie, or Jill, to our uh, one fan. So, Susan and Jane. Jane! <laughs> <laughs> We've got Susan and Julie having breakfast. Um, and again, I think kind of showing maybe that the mother-daughter dynamic isn't quite the right way round with them. I know. Where um, Susan's got food round her face yeah. and Julie's just like, all right, I'll just wipe it away. I thought that was a nice little, uh, nice little nod to their backwards relationship. Yeah, I love, I love it. 
Um, and then obviously Susan found the dinner party reminder that Mary Alice was going to have everybody around for dinner. And then we got to see a little flashback. What did you think of seeing a little bit of a flashback and seeing more of Mary Alice? Yeah, I am intrigued, especially because I wouldn't have said that Desperate Housewives was a show that had flashbacks in it. I know we had one, in, I think it was the pilot we had one. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have said that that was you know a show that had flashbacks in it so that like took me by surprise but i'm into it i also like you know the color palette change that definitely lets me know this is the past because although there is a dead character in the scene (laughs) that doesn't mean jack shit with me and i could have been sat there going ah yes the fifth one that i can't remember the name of is also here (laughs) ah stunning because you know, whatever. So I find it quite interesting how different Mary Alice talks when she's dead and compared to when she's in the flashbacks when she's alive because she has like a much more like calm sort of, like you said in the the first episode that we've done, that um, she sounds all-knowing and uh, you, you can sort of hear that in the difference in the way she, that she speaks. And I, I know that I, I keep saying, you know, excellent acting choice by actor a but yeah absolutely solid solid acting from brenda strong yeah i I wouldn't have like picked up on that until you said that but i'm wondering if that's like intentional like this is a bit dark but she was clearly unhappy you know the bitch committed suicide so like something was clearly going on but maybe that's you know she is more peaceful now yeah, I yeah. also think it ties into her narration from the beginning of the episode where she said that since she died, she let go of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from, obviously, the memories. She let go of the anger, the pain, the joy, everything. She just... Is. Let it... Yeah, she's just... Is. She's chill. Mm. Yeah. Quite literally. Although she Ooh, she was quite spicy she was, at the she start. She was cremated. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not chill, she's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stunning. I also found it quite sad as well that the whole reason that Mary Alice wanted to have that get together was because she hadn't had everybody round before and she never got to. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. She could have waited till after. She could have done, yes. I, I think <laughs> I don't think she could have done. At least no. in her mind. No, I know. She she did not know how long she had. Yeah, I know. I thought it was nice though that Susan wanted to go through with the dinner and yeah. honour Mary Alice. I do too. Um, and oh and boy, I am I glad that she did. Yes. <laughs> I learned some oh. things about Rex that I didn't know before. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. Oh, but speaking of them getting excited about this dinner party, mm. the fact that they're all like, okay, we'll bring our significant others and then Susan will be sad and alone. Oh, unless there's someone you want to bring. And then she's, like, giving Mike the eye again. And I'm just like, hey, last episode, you were like, oh, yes, I'll be a friend. I'll be platonic and loving and let him weep upon my breast. And then, like, suddenly, you want to invite him to dinner with all the other significant others. Okay, Susan, okay. Look, clearly she got betrayed by the vagina. It's fine. It happens to everyone. <laughs> well, not everyone. I mean, it doesn't happen to me. Well, not yes. everyone. Pe- people with vaginas. Ah, uh-huh, right, okay. Ah. Genital betrayal. Yes. Maybe that's more where I should have gone. (laughs) I then actually made a very loud noise at this point in the episode. Could you recreate it? (gasps) Okay. Because I remembered something. Um, And then I wrote it down in my notes. And then it bothered Mitch for a good 20 to 25 minutes. 
that he couldn't not, he couldn't remember no. why I'd gasped. Could not right. remember. Every time something seemingly slightly significant happens, I'm like, oh, was that it? Oh, was that it? Oh, was that it? But no, it was none of it. No. I'm until we actually the... got there. It was just met with me giggling like a child. <laughs> I'm assuming the thing that you realise is something that I don't know about yet. Uh, not at this stage in the episode. Okay, what was it? The bushes. Oh, yes. Um, this was also around the kind of point of the episode while we were watching it that I realised I can pretty much quote this episode. It was kind of annoying, though, that I was saying things about half a second before it was actually being said, so I'm very sorry. That's all right. I don't think I'd even notice, to be honest. Oh, all right. Marriage. Good to know I'm a noticed and appreciated. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Brie. <laughs> Rude. You're not a Brie, you're a Susan. Oh, interesting, because Mitch and I have actually agreed before that as the seasons have gone on, I am a Susan crossed with a Lynette. I feel like I'm a Lynette. <laughs> I feel like you're a Lynette crossed with a Brie. Oh! <laughs> Why? Um, well, firstly, because you like baking. Um, and sure. secondly, because you, you do like things to be quite organised. Not as obsessively as Brie. Nowhere near as obsessively as Brie. Yeah. And you don't okay. use it to mask your feelings. And also your overwhelming hatred of the poor and love of guns. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <sighs> yeah, that too. Um, yeah, so not the horrible things about Brie, like the nice bits about Brie. Yeah, homemade yeah. Brie. And I mean, I think, I think we actually said in the last episode is that I just show up places with baked goods. You do. Yeah, we had a we had a um, family friend break his back, so I just showed up round his house and gave his girlfriend a box of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> See, Brie. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And yeah. Mitch is. Oh. I feel like I'm a weird combination of. I hope you're thinking the two people that I'm thinking. Mike and Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck I see are that. they? That that is Michael Delfino, you uncultured swine. <laughs> Mike, but don't say Mike Delfino. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I'd say you're a cross between later seasons versions of. Oh, is that Tom Mr. Lynette? Yeah. Okay. I'd say season. Even season two onwards, I think. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that I wanted to point out is that if they were always intending for this dinner party to be the women and their significant others, Carlos would have known about this like a month ago. Yeah, I think it leads into the whole thing of, who was it that said it? Was it Lynette that was like, when the host dies, the dinner party tends to be off? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So I imagine the men were probably like, yes, I got out of that one. <laughs> Either that or the men weren't really an addition until the, the second coming of the dinner party, so to speak. Look, I can, I can say that having a husband and having... Actually, all my friends being in long-term committed relationships, the men are always invited. Yeah. They're just not told until approximately 48 hours beforehand. Well, yeah. Because there's no point because you'll just have to tell them six times. Yeah. I mean, similarly, it's kind of like I don't say anything to you expecting it not to be also shared with Mitch, like not in a bad way. But mm. I just kind of see it was a package deal. So if I'm telling you something, I'm assuming Mitch is going to find out at some point. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't even talk unless it's in the group chat that Mitch is also in. I've then got 
All I've got written down here is Carlos told Gabby find a way to relax equals John exclamation mark. He's in algebra. Damn, she don't give no fucks. But when she's like uh, telling him to keep his gym clothes on, yeah, that feels really creepy. Like it's it's kind of like she's at a point where she's getting turned on by how young he is. Well, that's what I was gonna say is that when they do meet up later, she's like, "How was school?" And I'm like, "Eh." Like, it's one thing to ignore it, and it's one thing to actively acknowledge it and carry on. Yeah. Yeah. See, interestingly, I've always taken the gym clothes thing to be... This sounds really weird, and just stick with me while I say it. I've always taken it to be more of a... It's to make him smell more manly. Oh, okay, yeah. Interesting. Sweaty and, like, testosterone-y. Oh. Yeah, like, so... Does that make sense, or does that no, just sound really no, yeah. weird? Yeah, it does. No, I know that a lot of like women that are into dudes kind of like that, and that's kind of how I took that bit specifically. Is just that she likes that. And listen, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and judge Eva Longoria. I'm just not. Okay, fair enough. Who, who this is I? an Eva Longoria judgment-free zone. Yeah. Who? Who? Who am I to judge she? So then, obviously, we've got. At the Scarvos, we've got Lynette telling Tom about the dinner and then Tom being quite dickheadedly reluctant to go. Yeah. Mm. The only note I've written here is, Tom, stop being a dick. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, I've got here, Tom just does not seem to understand why doing things that Lynette wants to do is important to her. Yeah. Yeah. And I also kind of got the vibe that... um, First of all, I hated when he was like, do you not remember what it's like to work 60 hours a week? And I was like, yeah. I fucking wanted to go back to work, you sponge face. And Sponge face? Yes, yes, you heard. Um, <laughs> and also the fact that I was getting the same sort of vibes from Mr. Lynette and Mr. Bree. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's both the case of you have no fucking idea what I do for you. You have no fucking idea. You don't appreciate it. You don't care about it. I'll just sit here, look pretty, make your bed, wipe your kids' asses, and, you know, just be here when you get home. But I guess you don't give a shit. So I kind of got, like, similar vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of, like, in a weird way, admire Lynette's sort of restraint when Tom says, do you remember what it's like to work 60 hours a week? Yeah. Because I feel like... Like, we've seen how she is with the kids. We've kind of seen that how she is with other people about how stressful she finds the kids. Um, the, the absolute restraint in that woman to have not turned around and been and said something like, oh, yeah, because looking after your kids is a three-hour-a-day job, you know, that yeah. to have not snapped and... Killed him. Yeah, killed him yeah. or brought up the fact that looking after children is a 24-hour day job yeah and i don't know if that's just a case of absolute godlike resilience or just picking your battles probably both yeah i definitely kind of got the vibe that yeah it's a lot of self-restraint and a lot of being able to just go i'm gonna keep my mouth shut but i did also kind of get the vibe that it was also a little bit of like this isn't worth saying yeah but for all I know, all the husbands dropped dead midway through season three, but we can but hope. Could you imagine, though, if just all the husbands were just wiped out in one episode? That would be wild. As what 
whatever Mike Delfino might be up to, whatever his little sneaky secret thing is, his, like, attraction to Susan has to be 100% genuine. Like, if it's not, then I'm literally going to marry Alice myself. Oh, that's oh, okay. an extreme reaction. But you know what? Fair enough. Well, what a good way of wording that. Yeah. Gotta keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, he surely he can't be faking that. So no matter what he's up to, I feel like this is legit. Even if it does cause him problems. Okay. In the future. I don't know. I don't go here. Okay. I do go here, but I'm choosing to stay silent. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You're welcome. What I found really interesting in the next scene is that um, Mr. Bree won't sleep in their bed, but she'll still make his lunch. Yeah. And yeah. that did later come back round when he said, you won't even let me pack my own suitcase. It's not a case of like uh, him wanting her to do it for him. But at the time when this scene hadn't happened, I was like, oh, great. So you won't do this one thing for her, but she's still doing everything for you. Okay. Especially because his like bullshit thing of, I think, us being in marriage counselling but sleeping in our bed is weird. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? It, it sounds very much like he's trying to create that divide now. He's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm out. I don't care. Fuck you, basically. Yeah. Almost like he's trying to justify his reasons for leaving. Maybe to himself. That, you know, oh, she made me go to marriage counselling. She wouldn't just let me leave. In his mind, could be just another tick in a box. Yeah. Sure. I, I think he's just doing that typical man thing where it's a woman's fault. It's all a woman's fault. He is blameless, he is perfect, he is God. But we kind of know that that's how he kind of sees it. That's the act- That's actually the only note I had for that scene. Yeah, that's all I've got. I okay. don't think I even wrote it down. My next note just says, Anne Dudek is here. Ah, see, I put, fans of House may recognise Brandy. Okay, what I've put down about Brandy is that her and Jemima look exactly the same. The fuck's Jemima? Jane Julie. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't, we can't have her as interchangeable names we do that with me and it's already confusing oh yeah but they look too alike for me to not be like what's his name Carl Carl for me to not be like Carl seek help go see Dr. Goldfinger or whatever his name is <laughs> I think that's an Austin Powers movie James never Bond. seen it Oh, no. I don't like James Bond. No, me neither. He doesn't like you either. Rude. <laughs> Fair enough, though. Um, yeah, I've just got Anne Dudek is here. Amber in house. Precious in friends. Oh, her! I've yeah. seen both of these things! <laughs> <laughs> so I've got that written down about her being here. And then I've got Carl not paying child support. Why am I not surprised? Mainly because I've watched it several thousand times. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would have an impact. But also when he was like, it's in the mail and she opened up the letterbox and was like, really? Is it? Where? <laughs> I know that Susan is very sort of embarrassed about how she gets with Carl, but honestly, I fucking love it. She's so much fun to watch when she's like Did that. Did she do anything wrong? Precious is fucking throwing things on the floor in her garden and she's asking her to pick it the fuck up. I do not see what the problem is. Don't it's, be grim, it's... Amber. It's all about power with him. He just wants to 
he, 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 yeah, he wants to control everyone, and he's just like, no, you pick it up, you bitch, or whatever he said. I don't know what he actually said. And poor little Julie just being like, I'll do it. Yeah. She's really just trying to like ease things out. And the thing is, wanting her parents to get on at least is, you know, not too much to ask for. Yeah. yeah. And the sad thing is that you can very clearly see how much Susan is trying to stay at least civil and Carl just antagonises her constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Carl knows which buttons to push. Yeah. I've also just then got Mike and Bongo are here. Mike does not look impressed. <laughs> no. And then when Do you Mike want me to pick like, it up? Do you want me to pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> I did, love Mike Delphino. Did anybody pick it up? Um, no, I don't think so. It's still oh. there to this day. All these years later. <laughs> I, I've, I've just written about that. Why is Mike so goddamn lovable? I know. Like, I'm genuinely already really attached to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks like he'd give good hugs. He does. Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Sorry. We are not <laughs> that kind of show. Yet. We could be. <laughs> Who knows? Like, we've got like. <laughs> we've got seven and a half seasons to go. We could become completely and utterly fucking feral by the we, end. Yeah, that's true. Can I just also say about, about Mike? I love how, like, whenever he's around Susan... Like, regardless of what's happening, like, how she's acting or whatever, he's always got this sort of, like, look of, like, happiness on him. But also, like, he's mildly amused by everything. He does. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that it's kind of that thing where she could do anything, and it kind of, he's looking at her, like, at any minute he could go, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, she could straight up walk across the street, knock on his door, punch him in the face, and he'd be like, thank you, I love you so much. You wanted to move on to the young family. Oh, is that what they're called? I've been calling him Mr. Alice, as in Mr. Mary Alice. Because, <laughs> no, Mr. Know. Young. Sure. I've put... He doesn't give a flying fuck. Why is he so creepy? And then also, when he was, like, assuming you outlive me. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if my, if my family was that fecking creepy, I'd be a miserable bitch too. Could you imagine... Just like one day, mum or dad turning around to us and being like, if you outlive me. I'd be like, alright, you gotta fucking catch me first. Yeah, like, he does not seem to give a fuck, does he? Like, he didn't give his own wife an obituary. Yep. And like, again, this kind of fuels into my thing that I said in the last episode of like, maybe he's just kind of like, you've left me with this burden of this secret, whatever it is. Fuck you. But mm. looking at it now, he seems less angry with her like he did in the last episode and seems more just completely numb to it and yeah. unfeeling in general. And I feel really bad for uh, uh, Mary Alice Jr. Zach? Zach, thank you. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to... I, I don't know whether it's notice or care that Zach is clearly hurting I mean, As one his, would his, when their his mother mom is dead. Yeah, yeah that he's clearly hurting and he's clearly very angry. Mm. It kind of feels like when it comes to bringing up Mary Alice, he uses grief as an excuse when he's very clearly not grieving. He's just concerned about what's going on with the chest. 
Like that's mm. that's all he cares about, and it's it's very very clear. He's very weird with Zach though. I I can't I can't remember why, and I can't figure out why. But he's he's just weird, and from what I do know that happens, that it's not really a, a reason for him to be like this. He's just being really fucking weird. And I'm like, is this actually as creepy as it looks? Is it just because I don't know everything? Are they trying to be like, oh, it's creepy. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's all fine. I don't know. But it is creepy. It is fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah. At, at this present time, he is creepy. Yeah. Interesting. And I do just feel sorry for Zach. I do. Especially in this episode. His mum's dead and his dad don't give a fuck. And he's just there like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of him, in the scene where Brie knocks on the door to be like, dinner party? I thought that was really like a really nice scene. But yeah. I did notice that he calls her Mrs. Vandykamp. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It is cute. It is cute. Um, I do have some notes on that, but we will loop round to those. Sure. Um, next I've got, in quotation marks, hi, how was school? And then, Jesus Christ, Gabby, you really don't care. And then, uh-oh, there's yeah. a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My note says, you can't ask him how school was while kissing him. <laughs> I've just got, Gabby gets blackmailed by a child. But also, good for the kid. Yeah. She's getting K- Kids got hustle. I mean, if I, you know, held information over Evil Longora, I'd use it to my advantage too. <laughs> yeah, and then it's clearly just going to come back to bite her in the ass. But also, her early 2000s genes, a look. Yeah. If there's one thing I am observing from re-watching this is, wow, fashion was awful. Yeah. But also... Her look at the dinner party, wonderful. With the matching eyeshadow, I was into it. I cannot recall. No, I don't. So much happened at that dinner party, man. She was a light purple sort of number, and then she had like a light purple eyeshadow going on, and she just looked really cute. Oh, I will take your word on that. Yeah, she was like serving some absolute 2004 realness. Yeah. I think that's the thing with... Gabby's looks because you know she's supposed to be ex fashion model, very like trendy and with it and hip. With it, (laughs) like Grandpa, are you okay? She's supposed to be right snazzy. Yeah, yeah. You kids and your Donkey Kongs and your Nintendo sixty fours and your eight track tapes. Anyway, um, I feel like at the time it's supposed to be yes, this is modern, this is cool. But now that's, I would say, the only thing that really dates this show is Gabby's outfits. Oh, we've got not, we've not got to the phones yet. Ah, the phones. Oh, also, shout out to the kid when Evelyn Gora was like, are they flamingos? And she just went, no. <laughs> just, no. Love bit. that. I mean, ask a direct question, get a direct answer. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, I've then got, um, Lynette's really just stood here and told Susan to forgive Carl. Yeah. I love Susan's response to that, actually. That she thinks that she'd be lonely without it. Like yeah. her... Yeah. Well, she's held it for so long. Yeah. And then Lynette finding the photo of Tom partying. Yeah. First of all, 
that hasn't aged well in a culturally appropriative way, can I? Yeah. Well, there wasn't really a lot else that happened in no. that. It was just like Lynette saying that she doesn't even have time to wash her face and he's complaining about 60-hour weeks when he's partying in sombreros. Oh, and then agreeing that she was going to go out for dinner and being quite assertive and being like, I'm going to go, you're going to stay here and watch our demons. Yeah, it's your fault we don't have a babysitter, so I'm going to go. Yeah, but the one thing that I did write down is that I hate it when people refer to a dad looking after his own kids as babysitting. But yeah. but for him it practically is because he don't know shit. Yeah, I think in that situation I'm kind of more comfortable with it because like I said, he's never there. It, so it, for it him is it is more babysitting. Yeah. yeah. The fact that she had to leave him a list of instructions like when I used to babysit for the neighbour's kids when I was 12. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're back at the little girl talking to Carlos. And the absolute fear on Gabrielle's face. Ah, <laughs> uh, iconic. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, we learn her, what her name is. And Astral? that she's got a creepy stare. Yes. Yeah. I've actually written, kid, please blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's something really unnerving about that child. But that's basically all kids in media, to be honest. They're... To find the creepiest little fuckers to bottom the telly. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're in the Young's garage. Ah, now we are. This is where Paul hints that Zach is uh, mentally unstable just by the little drop of the line about his medication. Yeah, I've made a little note about that. I was like, medication? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Zach finding the gun. Ah, the gun. So yeah, so obviously, Zach's found Mary Alice's gun. And quite rightfully, it's like, why have you still got it? Yeah. Even though he was being creepy and sat in the dark, fiddling with a gun. Mm. As one does. As you all do, late at night. Absolutely. But yeah, it's a very sort of valid thing to be like, why do you still have this? Because even if, okay, say you're like suburb American white people and you feel like you need a gun in the house, whatever, you'd get a fucking different one. Yeah. Or you'd be like, hey, this being in our home made it really easy for my beloved wife to kill herself. Maybe we shouldn't have it in the house. That would be the more logical thing, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, you know, lock it up somewhere. Don't keep it in a box. Well, that's the other thing. He was like, well, well he said something about, like, well, where did you find that? And I was like, well, it wasn't exactly hidden, really, was it now? It was in a fucking shoebox. Where did you find that? Well, wherever you fucking left it, yeah. Paul. <laughs> Yeah. Mary Alice didn't put it there after she shot herself in the living room, did she? No, I don't... Yeah, no. And then, yeah, Brie inviting Zach to dinner and him saying thank you for remembering my mum. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, this whole scene was, like, really... Uh, I want to say, like... I don't want to be, like, pretentious, like, beautiful, but also genuinely just really fucking sad, and I'm really sad for Mary Alice Jr. Yeah, he's hurting. Yeah. And I feel like no one's letting him. Yeah, no, yeah. nobody's letting him be grief-stricken, yeah. really. Yeah, and that's a very it, good point. I hadn't noticed that, actually. Yeah, and again, it then shows, again, that sort of warmer, softer side of Brie as well, because she could see it. Mm. Yeah. Which is interesting, because she'd never picked up on anything with her husband, but I don't know, maybe it's... She's looking for it where, you know, keep an eye on the kid whose mum just offed herself, I suppose. But I don't know. But it was it was interesting seeing that kind of more caring, observant sort of side of her. Mm. Or that maybe even the therapy's working. Yeah. 
Sure. Um, speaking of, we've mm. obviously got Dr. Goldfine suggesting private sessions. Oh. Yeah. Because Rex declared he has things to discuss. But if it's, you know, internet pornography, prostitutes or adultery, she's in it immediately. Yeah. 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 I don't know from a therapeutic standpoint how couples counselling separately works but I'm going to gloss over it. So do you have any idea as to what Rex wants to discuss? Well, now you say that, I'm thinking that there's like a thing in particular. But when I was watching it, I just kind of took it more as a, I can't sit here and go, she's horrible, she does this, she's like that, she makes me feel like this, with her sat there going, no, I don't. That's Mm. not true. Yeah. No, I don't. You're making that up. Like... I just kind of assumed that it was just a case of that and not that there were any issues specifically, but that's now something to think on. Yeah, I I mean, I very much sort of got the feeling that Rex is just going to spend his half hour just completely slagging uh, Bri off. And... Sell it off a grenade. Oh, no. I'll let you both sit there and think about that. I've got a note that says, why can't Evelyn Gloria buy me things and call me hun? Yeah, when uh, Gabby's trying to defend what Ashley saw, and Ashley's like, I don't want a doll, I want a bike. Good hustle, kid, good hustle. Right? Yeah, but comedic genius when you then find out she can't even ride the bike. (laughs) (laughs) But also, how was she supposed to learn to ride a bike if she didn't have one? The only thing that sort of bothers me about that, and maybe it is because Gabby doesn't know that Ashley can't ride a bike is that there's no training wheels with it yeah but why would she assume she needed training wheels yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's just because I thought well don't all small bikes come with training wheels but no but also what kind of American bullshit stabilizers is that what did I call them training wheels well that's because America 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 yes now we've got what you were going to say Carl's face cut but all, all the pictures but what I then made a note of was the fact that not only did she cut the heads off but she did then keep them yeah yeah that that's the bit that I found weird about that <laughs> that she kept the faces yeah but also like I know it's funny and it just shows how angry Susan's been but the fact that those are Jill Jane Jane Jemima's pictures of her family and they've now been like completely like defaced because you know you don't really necessarily want family pictures as the person that's gotten divorced but julie jane jemima jeremy might still want to look at them and i'm just like i'm sad for her but i know that wasn't really the point and it was just kind of her funny but yeah yeah but actually i've got that written down as well that there are some pictures i think there was one where it was just carl and julie and she just cut the head out of carl and you're kind of like would your daughter not have liked that (laughs) <laughs> I hadn't noticed that yet. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then I suppose she's trying to be nice, kind of. I think she's kind of trying to take Lynette's advice when she rings him, leaves him that message, and then she's like, give my best to Brandy. It pains her to say it, yeah. but she's trying. Right. I thought she just couldn't remember her name. Yeah, I was going to say, was that what that pause was? Because it was kind of like, I feel like if it was a case of it's painful to say, she'd have said it before saying the whole sentence. But the fact that the pause was there when she was like, give my best to... 
Francis, Jemima, Jeremy, uh, Brandy, Brandy. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like I, I, I got the vibe that she couldn't remember her name, but I feel like mm. I feel like Susan's the kind of woman that would never forget her name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give my best to which of your halls is this? <laughs> Either way, Susan tickles me. Susan's hilarious. She is. She really is. She's definitely my favourite so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's about what I expected, actually. Actually, no, I I fully expected Eva Longoria to be your favourite. Yeah, but the minute she's nonsense, so... Oh, yeah. Exactly. She's she's funny, and I enjoy her scenes, but I can't condone all of what she does. Yeah. Because what what she does is teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah. What other predictions did you have for my interpretation of this show? I think any other predictions I had, you've already said that, you know, you absolutely hate Carlos. Mm. Um, Scum. My prediction was that you would hate all of the husbands, but you would like Mike. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's about it. I didn't really have any others because I kind of knew that because I've seen it so much and I love it so much that I kind of needed to go into it with you with an open mind because I didn't want to like accidentally project anything onto you and then be disappointed if it didn't happen. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're very lucky that I love Mike Delfino on my own. Imagine if we turned on, you know, the mics for the for the pilot, and I'd been like, "So that man's a pervert." I'd have been devastated. You'd have you'd have been distraught. Yeah, I'd have been distraught and been like, "I don't yeah. even know if I can have a sister anymore." <laughs> exactly. Imagine if I'd sat down and been like, "This slimy man moving in on this woman. The second he gets in, he thinks he's funny, and he's not. He's not even pretty." I could have gone way off, but you know, you could have my- done. Mike won me over. Some men are valid, and one of them is Mike Dolphino. I'm glad that he's managed to win you over. Mm. It only took him, like, about five minutes. He's great. I love him. It, it, t- it took him approximately 30 seconds, and I was like, I love this man. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be that quick, especially because I already, where I already knew the name when they were, like, bonding over pasta. And he hmm. was like, I'm Mike Dolphino. And I was like, oh! You're Mike Dolphino. Like, and it was a beautiful, instant connection that we had. But I was kind of, you know, waiting for me to warm to him. I didn't need to. He's great. I actually thought that it would take you a while. I thought you'd be kind of like, like I said, like a little bit like on his side and be intrigued by him. I And then you'd kind of slowly fall in love with him. I didn't expect you to just be like, he's amazing. No, yeah. Hard and fast, the way we fell in love. It was great. Well, hey. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. Still gay. Oh, yeah. Lesbian. Mm-hmm. My next note is if Mr. Lynette has an easy time with the kids, I swear to God. And then, as I was writing that down, she pulled over one of the twins from Chased by the Dozen and was like, cookies, cookies. And I was like, oh, yes. Because I am not letting this man come home after being wherever the fuck he was and be like, oh, you're not really easy. They're just kids. I'll just look after them. It's fine. And then they'd, they'd be well behaved for him. I wasn't going to have it. And neither was she. This smug fucker has to suffer. He does. He I does. don't think I could wrap my tongue around those words in that order. <laughs> smug fucker, smug has, to fucker has to suffer. Smug fucker has to suffer. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, I've got written down, does anybody else really want to punch Tom in the face when he goes, they're just kids, Lynette? Yep. But, but then she like twists that on and down the phone later in that smug oh. little way and I'm like, I love you beautiful when mm-hmm. she does that and i'm like yes lynette yes mm-hmm. also lynette giving preston the cookies yeah 
We love a little bit of sabotage, especially since he doesn't deserve well-behaved children. Lynette doesn't get it, so why should he? Also, I've just realised there was no mention at all of the baby. Like, I know they can't obviously have a baby in every, like, episode, because it's such a pain in the ass with filming. But they didn't even mention the baby, and I've only just realised, I've only just remembered that they have a baby. Penny, yeah, I think we just threw her out the window last episode. Yeah. That's dark. Ah, yes, my favourite scene in this whole episode. And that's just because I'm a sucker for slapstick and physical comedy. Because the kid just, just straight into a car and it's fucking hilarious. You're so evil. Yeah. Heart of absolute stone. I'm sorry, I just love me some physical comedy. It, it, it didn't necessarily have to be a child. It could have been anyone just riding the bike straight into a car and I would have found it hilarious. But I just found it really fucking funny. But to be fair, she took it, you know, in her stride. She didn't seem to give a shit. She did. Yeah. She just bounced right back up. She did. I've also got written, who on earth teaches a child to ride a bike in heels? Eva Longoria. I think she just didn't have the chance to change them. Wouldn't you just be like, let me just go change my shoes? No, she's Eva Longoria. This is the look. This is true. She owns nothing but high heels. This is true. Don't think I've ever seen that woman in a pair of trainers. Oh no, she does go jogging. I was gonna say, I assume she works out or something and has has a trainer or indeed a plimp soul for that mm. purpose. So then we've got the revelation, obviously, that Ashley's homeschooled, and she's not going anywhere. Nope. She's gonna be here all day, every day, watching, waiting, scheming. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. How do you think that's gonna play out? Oh, it's gonna. You know, at the very least, she's going to keep, like, bribing her a little bit. At the very <laughs> least. But for all we know, she's already fucking told him. We don't know what they were saying when Eva Longoria walked up. Oh, no, trust me. We would know if she had told him. Okay, so that's you telling me that she will tell him at some point and it will be explosive. Thank you, Michael. Interesting. Interesting that's what you got from that. Well, I'm assuming he finds out at some point. Does he? I don't know. I assume so. That's why I said assumable. Who's to say? Well, yeah, not me, because I haven't seen it. Even if he doesn't find out, I assume it... I very much assume that it ends. I don't think this goes on for eight seasons. Absolutely fucking not. I know for a fact that this cannot go on for eight seasons. Who's to say? I don't even think he'll be in season two. Who's Ooh. to say? Really? That's an interesting prediction. Hmm. I love I think... how that I was just so dead set on just being like, who's to say on everything you were saying that I just kind of went, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like he's going to be a one season job, a one in and they he's just gone. And then by okay. the time season eight ro rolls around, I'll be like, it was John. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That is interesting. I like the train of thought you got going on there, Meg. Thank you, because normally I'm no I'm no thoughts head empty, but I did have a thought, so I thought I'd share it. I like that thought. Then we have my ultimate favourite scene. Nakey Sue! Nakey Sue! Nakey Sue! <laughs> Every single part of this scene is iconic, from Carl knocking on the door to Mike finding Susan in the bushes. <laughs> the whole thing is just sheer perfection. Mm -hmm. Although he went against it a little bit later on, but in a cute way. I've put, respectable Mike, 
smiley face because he was just kind of looking anywhere but directly at her. Allegedly. Yeah. He, he, did, he did say later that he snuck a little peeky weeky, but you know, that's fine. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't she, mind. She's not having a good afternoon, is she's she? Not. Carl's turned up, basically tells her the heart wants what it wants. Oh, that when she's fucking like, line. I, when she's like, I need an apology. Um, he's just, yeah, yeah. Bit of a dick, Carl. Bit. I can't stand him. I've literally put, I hate Carl so much. What's the actual fuck? I don't like him at this point. Yeah, you've kind of given me the impression that I'll grow to like him in a way where even if he doesn't get any like redeeming qualities, you appreciate his crapness. But either yeah. way, whether it's from a genuine liking him standpoint or appreciating his character kind of way, right now I want to hit him with a stick. And the stick has a little bit of mud on the end. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Can I just say, with the, uh, the, the scene with Susan in the bushes... Um, my internal monologue, and I may have even vocalised it, but has anyone seen that clip from Family Feud where the dude just hits the button and goes, Nigger Grandma! Yes. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I actually verbalised it or if I just thought it, but I just went, Naked Susan! Nice. <laughs> what, well, as the car drives off? Yeah. Yeah, and the towel, yeah. Oh, um, lovely. Just honestly, just her creeping around on, like, the porch... Trying to find her way in. <laughs> Behind some leaves, like fucking Eve in Eden. Yeah. The, the fact that what I've got written down is, by towel, in big letters, high bushes, exclamation marks, <laughs> hello Mike Delfino, and then in capital letters, also damn Susan. But also, one of my notes is just, just break the window, babe. <laughs> but she's naked. Yeah, but like, just break the window, babe. I know, I know that Mike got her in eventually, but you know, just break the window, babe. Plant pot through that window. Love it. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have had her ending up naked in the bushes. Yeah. Although, can I just say, in a weird way, excellent marketing for Susan. Because, you know, she's just showing off what she got. And he's just like, you know what? Right. Right. Get, giving him a preview. Yeah. yeah. And it shows exactly kind of how he is. Like Meg said, kind of contradicts it a little bit a bit later mm. on. But he does it in a sweet way. Yeah. Um, that it just shows the kind of guy he is where he's like, so you're naked in the bushes, but I'm I'm not going to look at you. But the look on his face the whole time as well, like the look he gives her. Yeah. He's a great actor. Who is this man? James Denton. James Denton, great actor. Which then sets up a line that makes me laugh every single time when he's like, Sorry, we're late. Susan had a problem finding something to wear. <laughs> God, that was funny. And I love the laugh that he does while delivering that line as well. Yeah. Susan had something to wear. Yeah. But also when he was like, I assume the dress is casual. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's just really funny. Oh, no. The fact that we're talking about this scene means that we're really close to the dinner party, which means we're going to have to talk about the revelation that Brie gave. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But there are some revelations before that with Carlos asking a lot of questions about the uh, the tennis coaching and fair play to Rex because I don't think I could have kept that a secret if I was being grilled like that. I, I would have just been like, I, uh, 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 you know what, fuck it, we're, we're in marriage counselling. Yeah, and like I, I know that he wasn't and he was genuinely just asking about tennis, but it was like he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like how awkward it was. But then like Mitch said, I don't think I'd have been able to... If somebody was asking me that many questions, I don't think I'd have been able to carry on with the lie. No. Obviously, the revelation about the marriage counselling comes out 
and I was just hoping, praying, manifesting, um, holding little crystals and hoping for things that she was just going to throw the drink at him and she just didn't. No, she yeah. just kind of... What did she do? She slammed the tray down. She dropped the tray and went, dinner's served. Yeah, she like stared him down for a bit and then was like, if everybody could make their way to the table. And you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. 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 Then we do slip away from the dinner party just for a moment. To prove me right! We see Zach seemingly asleep on the sofa. With a shitload of pills next to him. Yes. Now, I've written something down. But the thing I've written down, I actually don't think we know at the minute. So I can't say it. Hmm. Okay. I don't know anything about what he's on, why he's taking it, if he actually needs it, if that helps. Okay, mm. that's fine. I still can't say what I've got written down. What I should have done is pause it and zoom in and see if the name of what he was taking was on the bottle. You but can I tell didn't. that you have been watching a lot of uh, Law and Order. <laughs> I love SVU. I'm going to be real. I didn't even notice the pills. Oh. That's the stark difference betwixt us both, Mooks. But yeah. I was raised by Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm in the FBI, bitch. <laughs> well, that was the other thing, is that when we were looking at the calendar in like the one of the first scenes, and was it Susan remembered? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about the dinner party. I did like quickly browse the rest of the calendar to see if anything important was there, but it was just generic shit. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've got the revelation that the chest has been found. Dun-dun-dun! And... Although I want to, like, take my bra off and swing it around my head in celebration and be like, yes, bitches, I'm right. They did say suspected human remains. Or it looks yeah. like human remains. So I don't want to, like, unclasp just yet. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. And then obviously that Zach's awake. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I want to sit him down and be like, don't trust your father. Yeah. But I'm wondering if maybe... After that, he's getting there himself. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's obviously going to be quite an interesting little subplot mm. itself. Mm. Now that the chest has been found and that it's seemingly human remains, are you still on your theory from last week or have you changed your theory? Um, I'm wondering if maybe it's like... Either, like, a wife he had before Mary Alice. Or with it being a kid's chest, like a hired help, like a nanny that they had for Zach. Right. Mm -hmm. But gut... I mean, the thing my gut said at the beginning was that there's a dead child in there. Right. Okay. You can't see me, but I'm, like, shrugging, like, it is what it is, kids! Like, <laughs> but then... I don't know. I think I think the fact that it's in like a child's like toy chest is mm. significant somehow. But I'm wondering if it was something that Zach did. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and that's the significance of it. And they're trying to like protect him, and that's okay. maybe why Mister Alice is so annoyed because he's like, this was equally ours because he's our son, and this was what he did wrong. And now you fucked off and left me alone to deal with it when you were the only other person that was as involved because you're the only other person that is also his parent. Yeah. Yeah. 
that makes sense. And, you know, I can't confirm or deny either way, but I see how your theory would also explain Paul's behaviour towards Zach at the minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ask if I'm getting warm or when I'm getting the warmest, but if I were swimming, is the mm. water at least tepid? No. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> if you're swimming, you're currently uh, clinging onto an iceberg floating past a polar bear. Oh, is he friendly? <laughs> no. Oh. He's hungry. Oh, I'm going to get eight. okay but the thing is i wasn't actually expecting the chest to come back this quickly i was expecting like season finale i don't think you'll be disappointed with what it is so dinner's awkward (laughs) oh my god and we start off pretty tame really Mm -hmm. we've got susan being like look i need to break the ice i'm gonna tell you a story that i actually said 45 minutes ago i wasn't gonna tell anyone but I like that she made that sacrifice. She was like, this is awkward. I need to break the tension. I need to get the attention off of them. I'm still not comfortable with this, but that's better than sitting through this. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. And they seem to like that too. Yeah. And I liked their story that I was having a nice time. And then Brie happened. Yeah. So obviously we've got the Lynette and Tom have been escorted from Disneyland. And then uh, Brie's nice revelation that Rex cries when he ejaculates. <laughs> Poor fucker. But the delivery of that line was stunning. Yeah. It really was. I actually think I delivered the line at the same time as her yesterday. I love that. I've literally just got Brie. What the fuck, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> I've got, okay then. Yeah. Bye, Rex. <laughs> yeah. But then I've got, her anger is so quiet. And it, cause mm. it, it just is. Like, you could you could tell, like, that was, that was malicious. That wasn't her misjudging it, thinking that would be funny, and then, oops, that was too far. Yeah. That yeah. was intentional. That that was a, you embarrassed me by telling Carlos that we're having marriage counselling and everybody else heard. I'm now going to hurt you, and I'm going to get you where it really hurts. In the dick! Exactly. Quite yeah. literally. And she was just waiting. And, like, she's so mad. But she kept it quiet that whole time, and that's fascinating. Yeah, she was just waiting for her opportunity, wasn't she? She was just like, I'll worm this into conversation somehow. And you know what? She she had the perfect opportunity, and she fucking took it. Exactly. And it's just like the really calm, neutral way she says it mm. as well. Just brilliant. But also, I just feel too close to Rex now. Yeah, I feel like we've reached a level of information about a person that you shouldn't know. Yeah. Like... Didn't even need to word it that way either. No. I think it's the unironic and non-clinical use of the word ejaculate. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's the because I feel like I wouldn't be so disturbed by it if it was Rex cries after we have sex. But then that kind of makes it sound like she's involved in that. Yeah, yeah. Like whereas with her like very clinical kind of description, it's like. It's like it's like clockwork. Whereas if she'd have gone, oh yeah, sometimes he cries after we have sex, you might just be like, well, that happens. Like, I don't know, I just feel like it's more direct. She Yeah, she kind of takes the personal aspect out of it for her. And removes herself from it as well, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, kind of good on Rex for getting up and walking out because I definitely would. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I would personally know how to handle that situation either and would just be like, I'm a yeet, see yeah. ya. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, is that, you know, he doesn't... 
have to sit there and put up with that. Yeah. And to be fair, from, from his perspective, he was playing the happy couple, or trying to, until he couldn't hold it any longer. He was playing along with this. He was at this dinner party that he didn't want to be at. He was trying, and then he basically, if you'll excuse my phrasing, got it tossed in his face. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that him then being like, Do you know what, fuck you. And just get his keys and leaving. I, you know, yeah. sure. You don't have to sit through that. You don't have to do that. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, I completely see it. And it's also just the look on everybody else's faces because what do you do in that reaction? Like in rea- reaction, what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Like, how do you recover from that? Like, there is no way you can bring that dinner party back to normal conversation at that point without being awkward none of those people could i feel like the right kind of person could i feel like you could yeah <laughs> you could i couldn't i don't think mitch could either i definitely mitch couldn't. would just melt into a puddle the second that happened mitch would be like oh dear look mitch would give me the look that would be how much longer do we have to be here before we can go home yeah <laughs> yeah can exactly you fake, can you fake a phone call from you know surgery at the hospital you don't work out and suddenly you have to you know perform some sort of miraculous operation thank you goodbye we need to go yeah Yeah. but then we have a nice little moment of mike and susan walking home yeah good old muzan muzan yeah Uh, it is um (laughs) and i like that mike refers to carl as a starter marriage Yeah. yeah and then when he was like um just practice for something better and i was like yeah it's you (laughs) <laughs> like you're dropping some hints there mr delfino yeah, yeah. and then when Wait. he just he's when he's like i did i did sneak a peek and then when really? he's just like wow <laughs> i know but like the thing is that could have been like creepy or gross or weird or whatever but the way that it was it clearly just isn't and it's really kind of cute like but yeah like it i mean if you have said to me that I would be describing a scene where a man admits to sneaking a peek at a naked woman in her garden, I'd have been like, eh? <laughs> if you just said you're gonna you're gonna say that that's cute, I'd have been like, you don't know me. That was fucking cute. Yeah. yeah. I very much get the feeling that if there wasn't that chemistry between them, I mean first of all, we wouldn't be seeing them together. But he wouldn't have sneaked a peek. I feel sure. like he would have been very still very respectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think there's this subtle vibe from the pair of them that they both know that the other one likes them. Yeah, I feel I felt it more strongly from Mike in this episode, though. Mm. Yeah, that, and I think because of what we know from last week's episode, where he was still healing from his wife dying and whatever, that it might may just be that even saying that took the pressure off. Yeah. So then we move on from Mike and Susan and we are back at the Scarvo residence and I don't know why but I really enjoyed hearing Tom say we're raising little terrorists because it just instilled to me that he had such a crap time with his children. Yeah. And kind of validates Lynette. Yeah. Because she's suffering basically and and, and that's just like, yeah, you've had a taste of what it's like all the fucking time for me. Yeah, and he's kind of been very dismissive of it. Like, you know, mm. I go to work, I do this, I do that. You're you're just at home with the kids. Like it's the it's like it's like the just, and it's like no, no, 
fuck you. This shit's hard. Yeah. And I'm okay, the kids... like, appreciate that now. Yeah, and okay, the kids dropped her in it with the whole cookies thing. He didn't seem to mind, though. But no, and I also thought it was kind of sad, you know, when Lynette was filling Tom in on what had happened at dinner and spared us our ears by saying she wouldn't go into the actual details of what Mm. was said. Thank you, much respect. When um, Tom was like, well, yeah, they don't really strike me as a couple that are very happy, and then Lynette was just like... Are we happy? And then my note is, if you have to ask, that means you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that means... Yeah. Which is a bit of a stark contrast to when the scene flips and we're with Carlos and Gabby, and Carlos is like, if a woman ever humiliated me in public, it would only happen the once. That Mm. was terrifying. I've written, yikes, and then bigger O. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just wrote... Carlos is scary. I want him to be hit by a bin. By a bin? bin. Okay. Pick up a bin and you hit him with it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. I mean, Mm. I am definitely realising this rewatch that Carlos is far more intimidating and I don't want to say violent because that's not the right... That's not the right word. Yeah, aggressive. Mm. That he's far more intimidating and aggressive than I remember. Yeah. But then it could be compared to where I am in my other rewatch. Yeah. Now on series seven. Oh. Yeah, it's definitely showing what Carlos is currently like. Um sure. And also the kind of like I don't know if it was fear or oh shit <laughs> on Gabby's face. Yeah. I think it was a look of both horror and realisation when she's like, ah oh, fuck that's gonna happen to me sort of thing on her face. Yeah. Yeah. She's not completely like blind to the implications and then we've got Bree and rex which obviously i know you kind of touched on earlier meg about Bree not letting rex back his own suitcase yeah but okay fair enough whatever what we saw he didn't try and do it himself either i don't i don't know if maybe it's a thing of there's no point in me trying to she just kind of fusses and does things for me we don't know if he was trying to pack it before we saw the scene carry on and she took over. But from what we saw, he didn't put up that much of an argument about it. He didn't. And also in when um, Bree said to him, where are you going to be staying? And he told her. And then she said, oh, well, this motel down here is closer to work and it's got better rates. And he was like, yeah, okay, fine. Mm. But she, he didn't try and stop her from, for lack of better wording, interfering. He just went, yeah, all right. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, if you're that bothered by it, buddy, say something. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of feel like at this point he feels like there is no point. Like, he'll just kind of do the whole... I hate to say it, because it's what our, our, our dad says that men do all the time. The whole, like, yes, dear thing. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, because you shouldn't do that, and that's not healthy, and that's not right. But... I do think at this point it is kind of a case of him just going, okay. And I don't think he's going to change the hotel that he's in just because she said so, but I don't think he thinks it's worth having that conversation. And I don't think he thinks it's worth him turning around and going, I can book my own fucking hotel. I think my my problem with Rex at the moment is that he's acting so broken and defeated when he's not even tried. And it's like, he doesn't he doesn't have the right to not put up a fight. Because he hasn't before and he's just blaming everything on Brie. 
Mm. And it's just like, you, no, don't act so broken and defeated when you've not even fucking tried. You haven't said anything up until you just turn around and said you wanted a divorce. You have not fought. You have not tried. And frankly, you do doing my fucking head in with your, oh, woe is me act. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it, it, it is kind of a case of him sort of being like, well, I've done everything I can, which is jack fucking shit. Exactly. He hasn't done anything. And although... Like, to him, it's probably been building and whatever. If you don't communicate that, don't be surprised when things don't fix themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think the three of us are all very much sort of, if there's a problem, say so. Yeah. It can't be fixed. If It can't be fixed if you don't tell the other person what the problem is. Uh, there's no point sitting there and slowly starting to resent somebody over something. Say so. Hmm. Um, and maybe that's why it's frustrating for the three of yeah. us, because we're all very much sort of like that is not how we would handle this yeah yeah and i mean we've got a trying to make a joke when he was like yeah if the kids ask where am i going and she was like oh, maybe i'll just stay here at tennis camp yeah <laughs> i thought it was funny brie same yeah but it's really kind of sad seeing how brie is trying because it's like as soon as she's made aware of any sort of issue in her marriage she is really trying to fix it and rex just doesn't give a fuck. I'm sorry, I know I'm going on about the same thing a lot, no, but it's doing my fucking it, head in. It's fine, because also where she said that they used to be the golden couple who everyone was jealous of, well, what happened? Yeah. Mm, yeah. How how are they this sort of distant now? Yeah, and you can kind of see that. I think over the episode, like we said, when she saw Zach and she recognised the emotion in him, that maybe the counselling's kind of working in the aspect of that she knows she does housework instead of dealing with her emotions yeah because one thing i did notice was that when rex takes his suitcase and he goes she looks mm. like she's gonna cry and instead yeah. she, makes she makes the bed, the bed. and yeah. she's fine again and it's all like it's almost like a step back for her yeah i like made it i don't think i wrote it down but i made a mental note of that too like that kind of like hit um and it's and it's also the the weird sort of thing of I was kind of hoping she would cry. Yeah. Which is a yeah. really weird thing to say as a person. But I was kind of like willing her to like burst into tears and she made the bed. Yeah. The next day. Oh, Susan. And she gets her apology. She gets her apology. I love how that scene is done. Just not I'm... from Yeah. I loved and I the think... whole thing. I loved Susan getting in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just scoot over, please? I loved the fact that she did get a sorry. The look on her face when she got it again. Really good acting choices. Uh, the fact that we're not doing this whole the Mrs. and the X thing in terms of a rivalry, which I kind of thought we would. Mm. Like, you know, it's 2004, you know? That was kind of... Yeah. I think I need to up my standards a little bit because I keep being impressed by things that shouldn't impress me. But, like, we've got, like, women kind of, like, supporting each other and batting together, which is the vibe into that. But what I found really interesting was that Susan calls her Brandy, but Brandy calls her Mrs. Mayer. Yeah, and also, I think from Brandy, we get a lot of insight about Carl's behaviour. Mm. And the typical you know other woman kind of stuff comes out as in like carl said your marriage was over mm. carl said this carl did that 
but yeah. she still then takes ownership for it herself as well. It's not just a, oh, well, Carl told me this, therefore it's not my fault. Yeah. Yes. She's very much, okay, Carl told me your marriage was over, but I shouldn't have let it get as far as it did, or even yes. start. For a yeah. character that is, it's fairly clear, she's there for comedic relief and to play Carl's girlfriend, basically. Mm. It's a very mature way of handling that situation anyway so the fact that that's come from essentially such an insignificant character i think speaks volumes to just how well written the show is especially yeah. when i again was kind of mistaken and thought brandy was going to be this kind of flat bimboy younger new girlfriend character mm. And then plot twist, she did, you know, one of the most mature things that happened in the entire fucking episode. Yeah. And you can kind of see as well that obviously it does come from Susan apologising to how she's behaved towards her. Yeah, but when she's doing that, you can kind of see, like, the cogs turning in mm. Brandy's head where she must be like, okay, but why are you apologising to me? Yeah. Sure. Like, you didn't do it. Your anger is justified. Why are you apologising? Yeah. Um... And I just think it's a really cute moment. Yeah. Like, she didn't yeah, need really to. Yeah. Carl needed to. Yeah. But I'm just happy that still, Susan still got her closure. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah and I think that's, that's literally just what she needs. And now she can move on. And I love that. I, I love how it like it subverts everyone's expectations. Like, we, like, it's very much made out like the only way it can possibly be made better is if Carl apologises. Yeah. But even though the apology doesn't come from Carl, it's still like satisfying even as a viewer. It's yeah. still satisfying for you. Like You still feel that closure that Susan gets. And yeah, it was just brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. 10 I out agree. of 10, would recommend. Yeah. Um, then we're back to Tom and Lynette. Yeah. Do you uh. know what? Although I actually warmed to this idea before Lynette did. I thought it was cute before she thought it was cute and I was like do you know what? I, I appreciate the trying. Especially because in comparison to like um, Eva Longoria and Mr Longoria <laughs> a couple of episodes ago her being like this needs to change. What you're giving me isn't good enough. And that they had a conversation about it and it went in one ear and out the other and he completely misunderstood it. Whereas with Mr. and Mrs. Lynette, that, from what I can assume, based on the fact that we didn't see it, they never even had to have the conversation. It was just a question of, are we happy? And that was enough for him Yeah. yeah. to go, shit needs to change. I need to step it up. I've, I've become a bit complacent. Yeah, I think this is also where you kind of start to see that Tom isn't just businessman who doesn't give a fuck about his family sure that it's kind of like you see the sweeter side to tom in that it's not right but he's trying yeah yeah it, it it's not going to fix things immediately and maybe it's not the right way of trying to fi fix things but yeah. he's made an attempt yeah yeah um like, like you said which is more than carlos did it's more than most men would do he's made an attempt and it was yeah. cute. And yeah. obviously the kids watching as well. And that was sweet. Oh, the kids' jammies. They were adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also really... It's, it is one of the things that I like about Tom. Um, I know I, I, I did say that as a, as a character I really liked Tom before. 
but I, I think I like that he acknowledges that just this one t- one instance, this one time of him trying, isn't going to fix things, and he just he fully acknowledges yeah. that, and it's sort of like that in itself is just his commitment to keep trying. Yeah, and I think that's really sweet. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and also how the kids have forty five minutes until they find Nemo. I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I like that. Again, no mention of the baby. Yeah, baby can't find Nemo. Baby okay. wasn't fucking looking. So then we've got our last kind of final scene scene like pre-narration mm-hmm. um and we've got brie the dr goldfine right so first of all why the fuck does dr feel good work so late I, uh, america i don't know <laughs> sure um and then brie dude boundaries <laughs> yeah but also then what's his name dr goldfine yeah, Dr. Goldfine. Dr. Feelgood. Right, so Dr. Goldfinger, he's then... My my then, like, dude-ism then gets directed at him because he gives in. And I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be the one enforcing these boundaries and this, like, yeah. healthy dynamic. And you're letting this em- evil Emma Pillsbury slap you around like a wet fucking fish. Yeah. Oh. But then... I just a twist! <laughs> But also, is it a twist? The depressed woman was in therapy. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I mean, what are the chances of it being the same therapist? Yeah. Slim. The plot. <laughs> I don't actually have any more notes on that scene, but I did think that Brie, like, physically touching Dr. Horowitz, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> was like really inappropriate and I keep getting the vibe that like Bree's gonna be one of those people that because somebody finally listens to her and finally understands her she's immediately gonna get attached to them in a weird way Mm. and I keep getting that vibe and I don't like it okay but don't grab your therapist by the shoulders for fuck's sake no that, that was a bit weird I think she was just kind of overcompensating for the fact that she was being a little bit shady. Yeah. But what do you think's on Mary Alice's tape? Well, her sessions. Yeah, but... What do you think's been said? Oh, I don't know, but that's that's the interesting part, is that I don't know. It's a mystery, you see. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's possibly the thing she got the note about, what led up to her committing suicide, like the possibly... What her like big secret was, possibly what it, what's in the fucking like trunk. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm very interested to find out. And I know that Bree's not just gonna take that for no reason. Sis is gonna listen, whether it's now, whether it's you know season finale. So I'm yeah. gonna find out, and I am excited. Woohoo! I'm glad you're excited. I am. I'm glad you're intrigued. And then obviously we end with finding out that Paul's selling the house. He is. And as Mary Alice said running away mm-hmm. yes um obviously very sort of like dramatic especially because they could all like hear the hammering and i don't think only one of them got up to go and have a look but my one note just says i know it's for like dramatic effect and whatever and it's the middle of the night and it's creepy and whatever but wouldn't like the like letting company do that or like the removal people or like somebody that you hire to help you sell your house wouldn't they put the sign up um Normally, yes, but I think where it says for sale by owner is usually when you're doing it privately. I did not read the sign. 
Oh. Yeah. No, I didn't notice it said for sale as well. Um, yeah, it says for sale by owner. So I think that's when you're selling something privately and you're not dealing with agents. Okay. Okay. But yeah. My... I... Sorry, make you go. No, no. After you, my friend. My main... I don't want to say issue question. Yeah, my main question. Why mm. is he doing it so late? I felt like that would attract more attention than doing it in the middle of the day because people are busy like, man, that Margaret. Noise? He's a busy man, Margaret. Because he's shady as fuck. Yeah, and I, I think from like a directorial standpoint, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just trying to uh, show how shady he's being. But logistically, it just doesn't make sense and makes him look even weirder. Yeah. But I do kind of get the impression that obviously what, while it was the girls that were friends and the husbands were also sort of there, I do feel like they don't like Mary Alice's husband as much as they might like the other husbands between them. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's a bit, there's like a lot more distance there. I also don't know if I think they're actually going to move. Okay. Okay. I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Oh, do you think he's just being a little bit dramatic? No, no, no. I think with with every intention as a character, he wants to sell the house and leave. Yeah. But I'm wondering plot wise, what's gonna happen that that oh, I see. Ha- that that doesn't happen, sort of thing. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also kind of feel like with the women of the lane, like you said, it it could be potentially that they just don't know him that well compared mm-hmm. to Mary Alice and like him that much but I also think that his behaviour since Mary Alice's death has also probably also contributed to them being a little bit like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Sure. Would you like to hear the episode name and synopsis for next week? Yes please. Okay so episode four is called Who's That Woman? Okay. And the description that I have is Martha Huber discovers that Susan had something to do with Edie's house fire and tries to oh, blackmail God. her. I forgot that happened. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> and Carlos is suspicious of Gabby cheating on him but gets oh. the wrong guy. Okay. Well, you're not going to assume it's the 15-year-old, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Juicy. Yeah. Mm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Interesting that you'd forgotten all about Edie's house fire and Susan's involvement, and that was only two episodes ago. <laughs> a lot's happened since then. Yeah, a lot is happening. Like, that's the thing. A lot of the time in these sorts of shows, stuff happens in the pilot, and then you get filler till like, a mid-season finale. Stuff mm. is actually happening, and I couldn't be more fucking grateful. Yeah, I suppose this is where it's helpful that we're doing this podcast, because you've got notes on everything. Yeah. That in, like... Whether it's twenty episodes time or three seasons time, if something's referred to, you can be like, "Oh, oh, let me have a look." Oh, knowing me, I'm making notes of all the things that are completely irrelevant and skipping over the stuff I should actually be thinking about. I can safely say that sixty percent of the stuff you've got written down is relevant. I thought you were going to say that sixty percent of what I've got written down is bullshit. No, you, you. I'd say there are some things that you have missed that will be relevant but i think that that's i only notice it because of the classic you notice more when you rewatch it yeah oh sure um uh, i'm just here for kids in cute pajamas and eva longoria in 2004 skirts ironically enough that's what eva longoria is here for too <laughs> <laughs> oh boy 
boy. I'm sorry, Eva Longoria. Please don't sue me. <laughs> but what a claim to fame. I was sued by Eva Longoria. Thank you for listening to Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It. We'll be back to discuss episode four on Thursday. But until then, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It on Instagram and we're Missy Podcast, which is W-I-M-I-S-I podcast on Twitter. Or you can email us at watchedit, at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've been hearing from us, please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and to tell all your friends. And if you don't have friends, that's fine too. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.